Welcome to take two of Don't Listen to Us. We've been sitting here for the last half hour talking to each other, but one of us is an idiot who didn't push the record button. It was half an hour of show of Don't Listen to Us with no one listening to us, which I suppose is kind of appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to us. Oh, you can't talk. Uh, Sean didn't push the fucking record button. Jesus Christ. Uh, I would have been podcasting for 25 years. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, my love. I'm sorry you have rotten children. I do not have rotten children. You do I have, have rotten beautiful, children. healthy sons who love me very much. Yes, but they're still rotten. They can be all those things and still be rotten children. Mm. I'm having a really hard time with how you feel about my children. I have to say <laughs> I struggle with it. I suppose it's a mother thing where I can hate them, but no one else can. <laughs> I can say bad things about them, but don't you don't fucking you dare. Don't you dare say a bad thing about him. I know he's an asshole, but don't you say it. Well, see, the thing is, I have to be objective about it, but you are completely subjective about it. You you can't see your own children objectively. Yes, I can. You cannot. I know my children's deep faults, and I, I know where they shine. And the, the the trick of it is is to celebrate who they are. And I'm really, because I work with, with so many and have done all my career, worked with a lot of very compromised mm. children, I am just so grateful that they are healthy. Okay. That's what I'm grateful for. I think, for. okay, that being the case, I think my mild criticisms of them, pointing out some of their issues, mm-hmm. is helpful to you. Because then that that helps you realize that, no, it's not as bad as what some of the kids that you work with on a regular basis are. Oh, well, not even those kids. I mean, my tw- look at my 20-year-old. He's... He's he loves nature. He loves photography. He's yes. got good wholesome friendships. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He does drink. He drinks, he drinks a little bit. He does not drink heavily. He, he has some too. beers, but that's just recently where he's going out and having beers. He's twenty there's years nothing, old. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything wrong. You said he doesn't drink, but he so. doesn't. He hasn't. He didn't drink for a very long time. He's doing great. What did he get you for Mother's Day? A great big long two minute hug in the kitchen, telling me how much he loves me. That's fine with me. I don't want a gift. What? 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 what, you, what buy you, me another fucking candle. What, buy me another fucking candle. <laughs> I've got a drawer full of candles the kids gotten me over the years. What? Um. What did he make you for breakfast? I made breakfast. My. I'm sorry. Wait. 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 Who made breakfast? I did. It's Mother's Day. You should not have made breakfast. But Your I wasn't a martyr. I didn't mention it. It's what I do on Sunday mornings. Pancakes and sausages. Homemade fluffy pancakes and sausages. For you too, my love. Oh, you no. love I, Sunday morning I breakfast. I do. I absolutely do. Your, mm-hmm. your pancakes and sausages are delicious. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful way to spend but Sunday But I just morning. do want to do a shout out to all of the mothers and the stepmothers and the foster mothers and the grandmothers and the young mothers and the older mothers and the exhausted mothers and the mothers that are at a loss. Just stop today and remember how amazing you are and celebrate your courage and your perseverance and your deep love because you are all fucking amazing. Don't forget it. I've said it a million times and I'll always say it. Parenting is the most important job in the world. And mothers have the most important job of parents. For whatever reason, whether we do it intentionally or culturally or or based on gender, 
fathers, while their role is very important, I believe mo- the mother's role is even more important. Very much so. Why do you think that is? Why Mother's Day is very, very, Father's Day is, is more like a throwaway kind of thing. I mean, I would, I, I, I said earlier in the previous segment that I want to listen to, I was hated Mother's Day because my birthday is the week before Mother's Day. And my mother knew that of all her children, I was the one who had money. <laughs> I think that's very funny. And so I had to buy her something. <laughs> you got money, right? <laughs> I know your grandma gave you 20 bucks, so you got to spend that on me. I was Who like, oh, mom. Because <laughs> I was the first and the oldest, therefore I, it was my responsibility to step up and at least be the one kid who got something from mom. And so, yeah, I would. And we we often get my mom, um, her favorite <laughs> stuff was this stuff. I don't even know if they still make it. Uh, it's called Blue Mountain. I don't know if I got the name right. Blue Mountain Pottery. But what was, and, was and it, it was, little figurines of what? Uh, it was ducks oh. and little children and dogs and, you I know, little that, stuff. Yeah. And it was blue. And mom loved it. But I, unfortunately, mom passed away in, in 2012, so I've never asked the question. But I've always, I always thought that I don't think she liked it for the sake of the pottery itself. I think she liked it because it represented us getting us putting in some effort into getting her something. Plus, it was easy to throw. <laughs> at you? Or? No, no, no. Luckily, no. Mom never got so mad at us. She, she threw pottery at us, but it was easy to throw at my stepfather. Uh-huh. I was, the, and, and when they got into fights, it was the first thing she reached for. Was was on the on the the knickknack cupboard. So you would drawer. replenish her supply every Mother's Day and birthday. <laughs> I need more of that and, pottery, kids. And Christmas. Anytime you wanted to get mom a, a present, it, we, she was happy with Blue Mountain Pottery. I think, again, because it was just, it was it was like five bucks to buy oh. a, little, a little piece, 10 bucks for a larger piece. Okay. Um, you know, this wasn't fancy stuff at all. But it was hollow and it shattered real nice. <laughs> <laughs> so she could hurt him but not kill him. Exactly. Exactly. Unless one of the shards caught a jugular, you know. Right. She, was, she was okay. And she threw like a girl, so she always missed them. I don't think she ever actually hit him with any of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was always always the next day you're scooping up blue mountain pottery out of the off, off the carpet under oh the gosh, walls. Yes, I have memories like that. Yeah. But so we we always went to an effort for Mother's Day. Father's Day, I remember <clears throat> bumming five bucks off my st- off my father and buying him cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for him for a present, but he no, for him, exactly, exactly. I was like, can I find order to buy you cigarettes for your Father's Day? And he'd give me five bucks. I'd go get a couple packs of smokes for him. And that was back in the days when a ten year old could buy yeah, cigarettes. Yes, and they were so cheap. Um, but yeah, we never did any kind of effort for Father's Day. And I think well, that's partially think, father's fault, but I think it's also partially cultural. Well, I think it is. I think it's traditional. Well, I mean, now fathers are much more involved and pressured to be much more involved Sometimes. in that nurturing, motherly kind of way. Sometimes, where you see it's yeah. often it's ha- happening. Do you think it's this, often? I see it a lot where guys are, are – you see a lot more young guys kind of – involved with their children beyond Good. what I remember yeah. fathers being involved. I mean, fathers were the providers, and but they weren't the, the nurturers and the, the caregivers to the extent that a lot of young men are these days. And again, I wonder how much that is, is learned behavior versus gender <laughs> versus cultural stuff. Well, I think a lot of it is part of women – Saying we we know it's not just us that has Good. to do this. Good. You know, it's, Absolutely. it's you guys have to take a part in it. Yeah. But there's still a deeper feeling about a mother. There's, I think yep. it's because Absolutely. more. I mean, the child you carry the child exactly. and all that stuff. I think that's that. You you, you guys have a nine month head start on us. We really do. We do. And we fall in love immediately. Yeah, and you're more involved in the child. Uh, 
as a baby too. Yeah, there's more caring, carrying, breastfeeding, an attachment. Feeding, attachment. Yes. Um, and yes. I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that fathers are minimized, but it's just natural that the connection would be would be there. Yes, um, it is. And I think part of it's cultural in that we're expected as men to be the strong one. To be the disciplinarian, to be the, the tough guy. Mom mm-hmm. is the softy and, and dad's. And I don't think there's anything actually wrong with that as long no. as it's not solely that. That the father is only the discipline. My dad was, my, my, was only the dis- disciplinarian. He wasn't your friend no, or anything no, like that never or your did. comrade. My dad and I did one thing together that, that I remember and that was we went to go see Jaws. That was the only time I ever actually did anything with my father or father. My stepfather taught me how to throw a football and bought my first baseball glove and got me in a little league. And he did the, the dad stuff. Taught me soccer. He was, he was English, so he taught me soccer, which I still think was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> um, but my, my dad, dad, yeah, we did. We literally did nothing together. Mm. We, we worked. We you know cut wood and, and that kind of stuff. You can was, still bond over that, though, but it doesn't sound to me like he even bonded with no, you over that. No, because dad, dad wouldn't talk. Dad, mm. my, my father, it's very funny. Uh, uh, for those folks who know me, know that I, I love talking. I love telling stories. And But my father is the exact opposite. My, I, I, I take after my mother in that regard, mm. in personality-wise. Mom loved telling stories and entertaining, and that's where I get it from. Mm-hmm. But my, my uh, uh, father uh, never said more than two words. He no. was very, very – so when we went out to the woods to cut down a tree, there was no conversation. There was no, hey, son, here's how you do it or that kind of – I remember – the only time my father ever actually tried to have a conversation with me was we were on top of our barn roof. I'm 14 years old. We're on the top of the steep barn roof um, putting on new shingles. And I'm scared stupid. I don't, I don't want to be up here. This is, I'm, not a, I'm a city kid. I don't work. I, I don't, I'm the, probably the first time in my life I've ever held a hammer. And here we were at the top of this barn roof laying shingle. And we stopped for lunch at one point or to have water, whatever it is. And my father said, you know, I still remember this like it was yesterday. My father said, so what do you know about the birds and bees? And I was like, I'm not having this conversation with you, dad. I'm 14. I don't want to have this conversation. I was like, dad, we take sex ed in school. Good. That was it. That was the deepest. That was the sex talk with my dad. It sounds like uh, your stepmom in the bedroom at night going, have you talked to Sean about the birds and the bees yet? (laughs) No. Because I don't think he did it on his own. I I had thought about that, but you're probably <laughs> oh, no, right. No, 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 no. She would have. I never him. thought about that. It's your job to talk to him about the birds and the bees. Huh? Did, did you have the sex talk with your mom? Oh God! I, Do you remember? Um, it? No, I don't remember that. No. How about how about the sex talk with your sons? That uh, that's not for me to do. My, See, my there's own. a gender thing. Well, that's that we I, don't, I don't. Well, I don't have that equipment. I, but it's yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair I don't enough. have. I don't know what to talk. How to what to say. I don't have it. I can talk about it from the other perspective. You've used it a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite familiar with it. I not with theirs. I, I uh, anyway. I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> And for all those who, like me, um, no longer have a mom or don't have a good relationship with their mom, this can be a tough day for you guys, too. So, as, as, as Melissa said, take some time out for yourself and, and just don't get too stressed about it. Yeah, it's, my mom's gone, too. Yep. 
May was always very special because it was mum's birthday, mm. mother's day, my birthday. We loved May. Yeah. Yes. And May is also a wonderful month because it's spring. Yeah. You know, the, the In Australia, sh- it was fall, but it's still, still beautiful. still beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, here in North America, the, the uh, April showers are over things. Back home in Nova Scotia, this was actually the beginning of spring, not back in March. No. <laughs> it's still <laughs> snowing. It started there, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> spring doesn't start in, in Nova Scotia until mid-May. Um, and same with, with uh, me. A lot of people I know had birthdays in May, too. So May was a special. It was the beginning of- Yeah, lots of, going on. Yeah, you know, lots of yeah. going on. So. Only cool people are born in It's May. your birthday this coming Thursday. Oh, yes. And it was, yes. We're halfway between your birthday and my birthday. That's right. We mine, are. mine was last week. Yours is it next was. week. It was. That's right. Do I have to get you anything for your birthday? No, sweetheart, you don't. You lie. You do not you have lie. to get me anything. I already told you what I wanted for my birthday and I'm sticking to it. It's a physical act of great pleasure. <laughs> Excuse I'll me? I'll just leave you with that. What have you told me you want for your birthday? Oh, my God, Mr. King. Look, he's sitting here, everybody. He's looking like a bewildered lost boy. <laughs> I am. What did you say? I am not. You have to remember. I'm I don't. reminding you. Anyway, moving oh, on. Jesus. Let's look at your... Great. Oh, for heaven's sakes. You think the hint would have done it? Duh. Men really are you, do, you, know, do, Neanderthal. Do, do you know what a millennial is? A millennial is sort of like Damon's generation, yeah. right? A lot of millennials are afraid to touch raw meat. Ew! So someone made touch-free meat packaging. The grocery chain Sainsbury surveyed its customers what? and found that two-thirds of customers are concerned about hygiene and contamination when handling... Raw meat, especially raw chicken. Millennials were particularly squeamish about it. Another recent study found that 37% of millennials prefer not to handle raw meat when cooking. Sansbury's created touch-free packaging so millennials can still cook raw meat, especially raw chicken. It will come in tear-and-tip style pouches, allowing people to just (sighs) dump the chicken pieces straight into the pan. A quarter of the people in Sandsbury's focus groups say that having the no-touch packaging would encourage them to buy the product more. Sandsbury's is launching three different chicken products in the no-touch pouches in May 2018. Fuck you. Wow. Fuck you. You know, I find this a very interesting <laughs> phenomenon, considering... How in the last years we've tried to get back to teaching children even where vegetables are grown yeah. and and that animals are slaughtered and and get back getting back to the reality of yeah. food, and yet you have this happening where they don't even want to touch a piece of meat that they have purchased to cook. Yeah. Hey millennials, here's an idea. When you touch raw meat, don't lick your fucking fingers, okay? Well, you, what? You, you just practice good hygiene. What's the big deal? I don't know. It's very odd. Is it, is it them trying to emotionally divorce themselves from the, the death of this animal? Well, that's what I mean. If that's well, like the case. Like you say, become vegan. If that's the case, exactly. Be yeah. a vegetarian. If you don't want to touch it, be a vegetarian. What's, I don't want to, what's wrong with touching raw meat? 
I don't know. That's how that's how you get the the. I love it, if only because it feels like I'm involved in the process. I don't want to just dump it into a pan and shake the pan around. I think actually it's even more disrespectful to the animal to be ew. I don't want to touch this. I'm going to cook it. I'm going to eat it, but I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I think that's really disrespectful to that animal silly. that gave its life. It's just silly that that people for millennia have hadn't had a problem with this, and all of a sudden these. Punks are just you know, touch raw meat. There we and go. Slimy. My mother used to eat raw meat. What? She used to eat it. She used to go to the butcher, and he would. Of course, she was very beautiful. My mother, so he would welcome her with open arms, and she'd get fillet steak, the best cut of fillet steak, and he'd cut it up for her into little bite-sized pieces, and she'd walk out with it in like in like a paper bag, and she'd eat it That's raw. That's dangerous. No. Yes. Well, Mum ate it raw. She loved raw meat. That's just nasty. Isn't it odd? Well, she did die when she was 42, so I used to actually think <laughs> that that's why Mum that's died, because she used yeah. to eat raw meat. This is literally the stupidest question ever posed on Twitter. If someone offered you $1 million to watch the same movie for 24 hours straight, could you do it? And what movie do you choose? Any, any freaking movie, movie ever. Pick any movie. I don't care what the movie you, is. You pick a movie with lots of sex in it because that's always stimulating. Or the, Finding Nemo. I could watch Finding Nemo for 24 no, hours. No, no, no. It's got to be a bad movie. Oh, is that what it says? No, no, but I'm saying that's otherwise it's not the torture that's supposed to be. What if, it's a good, if it's Godfather, yeah, not a problem. I can do that easily. Oh, yeah. Well, they haven't said bad movie. But the, the, that's the, the, the idea of it'd be torture for 24 hours. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Not for that much money. I could watch my dinner with Andre for 24 hours. <laughs> and that's just fucking torturous. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, yeah, that's two guys on. talking for two, for two hours. That's it was true. awful. That's true. I would do that. No problem. I'm just trying to think of what bad movies I've turned off for. Transformers. You can put all the Transformers movies on in a loop and I'll still watch them for a million dollars. Oh, yes. And they're fucking awful. Oh, yes. No, I, I well, I've watched a lot of mo- bad movies because of having children, right? <laughs> Speaking of being a mother. Oh, mommy, it's one of the movies. Oh, okay. You got to go to the movies and watch movies that you don't like. Yeah, I would have mo- no problem watching any movie you could I imagine. deserve a million dollars. For what reason? For doing what you have to do when you're a mother. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. We were going back to that. Yep. It's all about that today. <clears throat> this was a funny conversation you and I had uh, last week. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. Um, so this girl says, fellas, if you break up with your girl and the next day she wins the $500 million jackpot, are you mad or you don't care? And the fellas are like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Guys don't have that to fall and back on, do The they? funniest thing is, when I first said this, you said, oh, I wouldn't care. And I'm like, oh, bullshit. You would absolutely care. Can you imagine? You broke up, but you had the conversation over dinner, whatever. It's not working out. I, I, we, 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 we can still be well, friends. it depends. It's not specifying what sort of a breakup it is. Make it any kind of breakup you want. Make it an ugly breakup. Make it a pleasant breakup. B- yeah. doesn't matter. You're going to be pissed. Yes, you will be You're pissed. You're going to be absolutely pissed. Mm-hmm. You know the solution to this is? Ask your girlfriend if she's checked her lottery tickets first. Oh, God. Amelia, <laughs> you just, you're incorrigible. If she says My yes. argument was, but you would still be very unhappy with that person. Yes, but you'd be unhappy with $500 million. And I just, my idea of it was, was that over time you would still just be, you just want to get away from them. But 
what you would do is you would convince them to give you $5 million and that, then you break up with them. How do you convince someone to do that? Oh, I think okay, you could, honey. they've got $500 million. You could, you could probably, if, if this is someone you're, who loves you, you've been in a relationship with, you can say, you know, I'd really like to start a business or put aside a nest egg or whatever it is. She's going to give $5 million bucks to her parents and to her sister and to, to other friends, right? Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't she give $5 million bucks to the guy she's in theory in love with? Okay, so you're in, old, now insinuating that she didn't have any idea that things weren't going too well. It's just a total surprise yes. breakup. Yes, surprise breakup. Yes. Ah, hmm. Because hmm. there's the other side of it where what do you do if somebody breaks up with you and then the next day you find out that they've won $50 million? <laughs> you know? That's what this is. No, but, oh, you're, but oh, she's yes. broken up with you. I got it. Yeah. That, that, like, that reminds me of the joke of the husband who calls up his wife and says, uh, Honey, I've got good news. We won the lottery. $10 million. Pack your things. And the wife says, oh, that's wonderful. Should I pack for a warm place or a cold place? And he says, I don't care. Just be gone by the time I get home. <laughs> that is just horrible. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Well, I suppose you could put up with anything if you were going to have the prospect of getting millions of dollars. You'd as... rather be unhappy with money than unhappy without could money. Could you live with yourself, Mr. King? Easily. So you could drive around in that matte black Ferrari uh, yes. and not care that you really didn't want to be with that woman anymore. Nope. I just don't because know. Because she's going to give feel... me $5 million. I don't know how I feel about you anymore. If, okay, let, let's look at it this way. Could you stay with that person if. The, one of the conditions, however, those conditions were imposed, was that you ha- they won five hundred million dollars in the lottery, yeah. but you had to stay with them. That oh. you couldn't break up with them. Oh no! I, but I, no, I wouldn't stay with somebody. You mean that I didn't want to be with? Yes. No, 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 no. That's just that breeds just ugh. That's horrible. That is not a good scenario. I'd put up with them a little while longer. No, you said that you had to stay with them. But once you leave, you lose whatever you got by staying with them. So the, the Rolex and the car. Once so you, you left, would, you had just to, to experience it, you would stay with them. Uh, yeah, that I, is just terrible. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know if that's true. No, I could not do that. I would not do that. I'm trying to think of any previous breakup I've had where if the day after I found out they won this money, would I have thought to myself, shit, I wish I'd stayed with them? Hmm. Pretty much every one of them I would. Well, there you go. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just think it's, you know, I think that something very, very important is happening if you don't want to be with someone anymore. Yes, true. But, again, you can be unhappy with money or unhappy without money, and it's guaranteed you're happier with money than without it. Money doesn't buy happiness, bullshit. So suddenly they become incredibly tolerable. They're beautiful suddenly. No. They're sexy. You want to be nope. with them. None of that. Nope. They wouldn't be any more beautiful, any sexier, any anything else. Than when you wanted to break up with yeah. them. You could just have different experiences and different maybe toys that would make you happy, not from them, but from the experiences and or the toys. To get away from them. Maybe, depending on the toy. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I know it would be difficult. I'm not going to say that I'm some <clears throat> amazing person that wouldn't consider staying there. I would. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I would definitely consider staying. That would be hard to do. Here's the question. You've broken up with them. They win the lottery, $500 million. Do you call them 
and try to get back together with oh no no oh no 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 i would cry myself to sleep probably but i wouldn't i definitely would yeah i I, I made a mistake (laughs) i'm so sorry i love you (laughs) i'm sorry you won what i i hadn't heard that That's so good for you. Oh, that's great. I was just hoping we could get together for lunch. I miss you. you. (laughs) Less than 24 hours later. (laughs) I miss you already. I couldn't live with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would would be pissed. (laughs) This was an interesting um, thing I saw that I've been trying to work it out in my head whether this is important enough. Teens are having trouble reading analog clocks nowadays. The some schools are removing them from exam halls. I'm reading the story and replacing them with digital clocks instead because students are having trouble reading them. They are used to seeing a digital representation of time on their phone on their computer. Uh, so youngsters are just exposed to time being given digitally. Unfamiliarity has led to distracting questions in British exam halls. Students are confused, but the remaining test time. So now digital clocks are being installed to create a relaxed environment without unnecessary stress. Actually, a big advantage using digital clocks in exam rooms because it's much less easy to make a mistake in time a digital clock with a digital clock when you're working against time. What do you think about this? Mm. Is this... I have to try to separate myself from that idea of, well, it's good enough for me, it's good enough for them kind of thing. Do your kids know how to use... Analog I, clocks? I taught Damon how to do it yeah. when he was little. I, and But I'm realizing I don't know if Rory does or not. I you don't have, have analog in. clocks in the house. All of our clocks I, and I, and I, But when Damon was young, I got a little clock, a clock that you would move the hand with your with your finger and it would be like a clock that you could maneuver yep. around and to teach him. And then I remember math books and books coming home and that was part of the work the homework sure. that they did yeah. was to learn how to do it. But with Rory, who is 12, I don't yeah. know if it's happened. Should it? Is that a skill? Is that a, a, a thing that kids need or should well, learn I nowadays? Think, I think it's a, a more functional, advantageous way to conceptualize time. What do you mean? In that circular way mm-hmm. when you uh, and, and where you've got it relative to the numbers and you've got like the 60-second idea of uh, just the moving hands. I just think it's a better way to conceptualize time. I think it's a more attractive way. I like clock faces. I do too. Analog clock faces more than, than digital clock Very faces. Very true. But again, yes. that might be a cultural age thing as opposed to a fact. One of the things is, I, I, wrote, I wrote a story about this on uh, loopinsight.com. Um one of the problems that you're going to have is using relational aspects of things, clockwise and counterclockwise. If Rory can't understand the idea of an analog clock, if I tell him to turn around counterclockwise, he won't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to ask him after the show. I'm going to go out and say what's clockwise and what's counterclockwise. Or if you refer to something as we've heard this in military movies, he's at your one o'clock. Yes, like, yes, looking over at one o'clock or... or From your seat. point of view, yes. you look at the one o'clock position. Mm-hmm, for direction. He's, he's on your three o'clock kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't know what that means. Someone no, you point, can't do that. Do someone you someone uh, uh, p- 
posted in on on the uh, Loop and Sight page, um, curling talks about curling the stone in a clockwise way or a counterclockwise way. Mm-hmm. And that's di- different from the intern and the outturn because if you know anything about curling, uh, it can be done both left-handed and right-handed and an intern is different for, for whatever a, hand you for a right-handed person mm-hmm. than it is for a left-handed person. So mm-hmm. saying clockwise and counterclockwise makes perfect sense to both left-handers and right-handers. That's right. That's correct. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a cultural thing that we should still, because there's all kinds of things that we learn in school that we're never going to use. Like I, I'll use the example of the Pythagorean theorem: mm-hmm. a squared plus b squared equals c fucking squared, yeah. which I still remember forty years later. Yeah, but I've never used once in my life. Yeah. Do should kids nowadays still learn analog? Is it the same thing with with uh, handwriting with cursive handwriting? Should the kids learn? have to learn cursive handwriting. They still do have it in schools. Yeah. yeah. But should they still have to learn you it? Don't, no, well, you don't have to use it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's an interesting, well, yeah, inter- it interesting question. Well, and I said before, what about if you travel on those beautiful, famous towers yeah. and places? Big like Ben. Big Ben. Kids wouldn't know. And what to look bi- up and go, what is that? Yeah. It's sad. It's like, well, it's 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 an analog clock. And yeah. what time is it? And for them not to be able to know what time it is looking at Big Ben... And the idea of, as I think you said, to be able to visualize, conceptualize time of looking at a clock and it's quarter after, and now I know I'm one quarter into this time frame. Exactly. Or three quarters away from something. Yes. you can't really do digitally. You can't. Not not instantly as you can with a, a physical, visual analog clock. That's right. That's right. So if, Day- if Rory doesn't know, I'm going to teach him. Yeah. Although the reverse is true, I've tried having my alarm clock on my iPad. I use the iPad for our alarm clock. Yes. I've had that set up as an analog clock, yes. and I find it really annoying. When I wake up, i got to try to figure out what uh, is it 20 after 3, 20 after 4. i got to look at both that, that hand. I have to look at that hand. Whereas just being able to roll over and see 9.52, I know exactly. I've got eight minutes before I have to get up kind of thing. Mm. See, our brains are getting lazy. Yeah, yeah possibly. <laughs> Speaking of brains, mm-hmm. how would you explain this to your child? A 13-year-old boy who was said to be suffering severe brain injury to find odd, defied odds when he regained consciousness after his parents had signed papers to donate his organs. <laughs> this poor kid was going to get unplugged and harvested, <laughs> and he wakes oh up. God. And he's fine, mostly. He's still having seizures. It was, it was I'm a, sure he is, um, yes. Trenton McKinley was hospitalized two months ago after a small utility trailer he was in flipped over, suffered seven skull fractures from the accident. His wow. parents recalled doctors saying the son would never be normal again. He had no brain activity, was barely breathing in the days following the crash. Uh, his mother ultimately decided to sign papers to donate Trenton's organs that would benefit five children who need transplants. Five children who have since died. Um, oh I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm <gasps> kidding. They're just really pissed off now. But... Do you explain this to your kid? He's going to learn about this at some point. That mom and dad were going to pull the fucking plug on him. But it was very honorable and a beautiful thing. Yeah, but still. Well, you know, I actually think Trenton should be overwhelmingly, I mean, it is a miracle that this kid is awake. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that being the case, because it's a miracle, he should be giving up at least half his work. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, while I'm here, you can just take out a kidney. Exactly. Really. You know, you can half, have one. half a liver, one kidney. <clears throat> yeah, a bit of my liver tissue. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that, that is just... So you think, what do you think? You think that Trenton will hear about it and say, oh, Mom and Dad, you fuck, yeah. what the fuck? I didn't wouldn't agree you, to that. Wouldn't you feel hate towards your parents they were they were going to kill you oh i would think i would feel incredibly grateful just to be alive and well and yeah functioning. but it's only because your parents waited 24 <laughs> hours <laughs> just, but it's like you said before maybe he could hear it yeah exactly <gasps> and his brain started firing and working yeah. because he was like don't kill me i can hear you what this, are you gonna do this is why i've always said don't unplug me don't fucking <laughs> unplug me I want to become a burden on society and last uh, as long as possible. I, uh, That's my living will right there. Don't unplug me. Do I have to come see you every day? No, I don't care if you see me every day. Uh, seriously, don't worry but about it. But you don't seem to understand it's too hard for me to get on with my life if you're laying there still plugged in, but nothing's happening. How am I going to get on with my life? Wait, so you're That's saying... That's so selfish. To- <laughs> <laughs> you're saying to get on with your life, you're going to unplug me? Yes. That makes no fucking sense it at all. It does. It does not. It, no, I'll go on the dating site and, well, yeah, I'm married. <laughs> well, where is he? Well, he's still plugged in. <laughs> he's plugged in. He's alive. Your husband's alive. Well, yeah, he's alive because he won't let me wow. unplug him. <laughs> wow. That went in a completely different direction. Let I was not me expecting. get on with my life. Wow. You have to write a living will, Mr. King. No, I just did it. Don't unplug me. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Don't unplug me. Don't unplug me. <laughs> uh, we got an email from our friend. Uh, oh, sorry. This is a secret secret admirer of ours. I uh, wanted to thank you both for your thoughts and responses to my email that I sent in a few weeks ago about the situation of my friend that moved away a few months ago. Yes. Your thoughts have matched with my therapist and my other friends. <gasps> I've yet to talk to her about the possibility of us. But we'll have what we'll have real soon. Wish me luck, and I will update you with how this goes. We oh, wish you the most. So, so, so much luck. That is, May uh, love prevail. You know, because you love that person. So you yes, go, guy. Absolutely. Aww. Uh, let's hmm. go to the. Uh, speaking of that, we'll go to the advice section of the show. I am the paternal grandmother, and I hosted a meet and greet for our grandson. I hired a photographer and planned a day of making memories. Mostly for the paternal great-grandparents. Oh. Maternal grandparents want pictures. I say no. Our grandson lives three hours away, and we see him maybe once a month. They see him via FaceTime every day, every weekend, and never share with us. Am I wrong? No, you share the photographs. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I don't even see why there was even a question. Just share the photographs. What kind of a selfish, self-centered asshole are you that you would think that you wouldn't share the photograph? And how mm. are, how are the other grandparents supposed to share with you the FaceTime every day? No, that's just a conversation. And they could FaceTime. They could FaceTime it's every easy day. To FaceTime. Oh, that's just being unnecessarily proprietary over your your plan. And these are our photos, and you can't have any. No, that's silly. Jesus oh, I Christ. hate that sort of thing. So petty. It really is incredible. And how is it going to affect your experience of the photographs if you share them? That's right. Exactly. Dear Prudence, my house is at the end of a long street bordering the woods. I garden and raise rabbits and chickens. Recently, some neighborhood kids have started showing up while I'm out in the yard, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening. 
They're five and seven years old, and they're polite and clean, but always hungry. They never refuse food, although I've never had children myself, so I'm not sure if that's unusual. They don't belong to any of my immediate neighbors and can't or won't give me their mother's phone number. If I gave them a note for their mother, I never hear back. They once spent close to six hours with me while I worked in the garden. If they were older, I wouldn't worry, but my mother didn't let me wander around that long by myself even mm. back in the 80s. They're good kids, and I'm concerned they're often alone out of school. They don't show any signs of abuse or neglect other than sometimes wandering around alone on a weekday afternoon. Mm. Should I call Child Protective Services? No, you don't call Child Protective Services. Really? It's not until you say to them, you know what, let's go. I want you to take me to, to your mom or dad. What if they say no? But they're clean. Yes, they're, they're clean. Healthy. Hungry, apparently, but then it's five and seven years old. Kids aren't going to turn away food. You but just, if they're walking around during school hours, as this person is saying. Then it's up to the school. That, that, well, maybe the school doesn't know where they are. The school always finds out. The school, if, my, if your kid is going to be absent, you have to phone the school. If you don't phone the school, they start phoning you. Isn't she cute? You are so cute. Why? Most of these people are talking about live in America, and that's not true of American schools. Well, here in Canada, yes, if your child Canada. isn't at school, yeah. they will they will phone you and you'll go, oh my God, I'm so sorry, we're homesick. They will find out where you are. Yes. But let's, let's assume that service isn't available in America. The reason why I hesitate is because I have worked with a couple of families in my career where somebody has... Unnecessarily, based on their own judgment, phoned Child Protective Services, and it has devastated that family. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it is not okay. No. So I get it, and there is concern. I agree. There's huge concern about in this scenario, something's wrong. Yes, but mm, there must be some way in, in where she lives to f track them down, find out where they live, and mm -hmm. where they're coming from. Follow them. How much of this is your responsibility? How much of this is you having to be proactive and follow kids, put a tracker on them, whatever? Hmm. And how much of it is there is a government agency designed to solve these issues? Let me turn it over to the government agency. Well, I wouldn't be quick to do that. I wouldn't. I just, I, I just can't stop thinking about these families where it's happened to them and, and everything has shut down. You, they won't let anybody through their door to do anything anymore because they're terrified that they're going to be reported by mm. someone again. And it was unnecessary. But if these kids, five and seven years old, are wandering around during school hours, hanging around for six hours at a neighbor's house, shouldn't these parents be reported? Isn't that neglect? Yes, there's something going on. Uh, again, I would have to find out where they lived and, and it, uh, it, yeah. I, I don't often uh, read the responses of the mm. advice columnist, but this one says, um, the question one should always ask oneself before considering calling CPS is, do I have a reason to believe that state intervention is absolutely necessary? Yes. In the absence of obvious signs of abuse or neglect, I think the answer here is no. The problem is, what do you define as obvious signs of abuse or neglect? I think children walking around at the age of five and seven for six hours in a neighbor's house during school days mm -hmm. is an obvious sign of neglect. 
there's something wrong, but the ministry now, I don't know what their guidelines are because of all, I know in Canada, I don't know about the states where the ministry has come down and taken children and I don't know if you remember, there was a whole bout of them that happened where it was unnecessary, where they came. Oh, absolutely. So now I don't know if they're erring on the side of caution that if a child is has shelter, is dressed, has some food. I don't know what their guidelines are. But, you know, something might be wrong. Maybe mum's depressed. And maybe she doesn't need someone to come in and take the hard line. We're going to take your children away. Maybe she needs some help. And I just worry about the level of what would happen if if you phone ministry. That's a very tricky one because there is something wrong. There's something very wrong there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the that's the thing. At what I'd rather step in too soon than too late. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just, just I'm so scared of what the ministry they take a lot of power sometimes. Dear advice columnist, I'm a manager in charge of a division at my com- company. Drew, one of the people I manage, uses a wheelchair. When first hired, Drew was told to ask if any accommodation was needed. He has never asked for any. Drew has mentioned being a paraplegic, but to my knowledge, has not elaborated or said anything about how and when it happened. Drew is outgoing and popular, gets along with everyone, is one of those people who has the gift of being able to talk to anyone. Drew's work has always been very good, and I've never had a problem with him or anything he has done. Not long ago, I saw a short film online about people who believe they're disabled, but not actually Drew was in it. He is not a paraplegic. He does not need a wheelchair. In the film, Drew walks and is clear that he's not paralyzed and has no actual need for a wheelchair, but uses it because he feels as though he was meant to be a paraplegic. It is for sure true, and it was recently made. At least one of the other people I managed has also seen it. She discreetly came to my office and mentioned it. I normally would never say anything about the private lives of the people I manage, but Drew comes to work in the chair and uses it full time and does mention being paralyzed. I'm concerned the company may look bad if anyone finds out and says something. Is this something I can even talk to Drew about? Holy shit! Oh my God, this reminds me of that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza. He pretended he had a disability. (laughs) He got a job at that company and he got the disabled bathroom. It was huge. He loved it. Jerry would go there just to use the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, this man, I'm sorry, I would categorize this as a mental illness. Yes, yes, obviously. Um, so he has a mental illness. Yes. So he sort of is disabled in a way. Uh, he's just stretching it. Um, oh my God. Uh, 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 I don't know what this is. I don't know what sort of a mental First illness. First of all, Drew's an idiot. <laughs> oh, he's sick. No, no, he's an idiot for appearing on film. Oh, he was an idiot to be in the movie. He shouldn't have been in the I movie, mean. dumbass. Like he's, I was. <laughs> anything and if i really did have a physical disability i'd be pissed that's the other part of it too now he the, the letter writer doesn't say and we won't assume but it doesn't sound like drew's taking advantage of it he's not getting extra perks because of it he's not being able to leave work early because Was of it. he hired because of it you know how people hire people possibly with disabilities, yeah, they, they don't you know. say that. they say when first hired drew was told to ask if any accommodation was needed the other thing is yeah. does the company accrue any benefit from hiring the disabled. Very true, yes. So there's those issues. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're as a manager, if you're his boss, you have to find out those things first. 
are we getting money Benefited, from the government, yeah. for example, to, to build wheelchair, or is half a salary paid for by some government program, or those kinds yeah, of issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's assume no. Okay. That there's no benefit to them hiring Drew. They hired Drew because he was the best person for the job. Okay. That it's there's no advantage or disadvantage to Drew being in the chair. No one treats him differently. No, he doesn't get an extra parking spot, all that kind of stuff. All right. Do you say anything to Drew? I don't think he can. It doesn't affect his work, and that's the only thing that matters. Does it affect the job he's doing for you? I suppose all you could do as a manager, as very discreetly, is have Drew come in and say, Drew, you know, you do great work. I'm not in here about that. I'm just, just to let you know, like that movie or the documentaries out there, if there's a bit of a different attitude towards you in the office. That's fair. You know, people have seen it, and you need to understand that that's, that might change some attitudes towards Interesting, you. yeah, that you would say you'd give Drew the heads up that this is out there yeah. and people are finding out about it. Kind yeah. Of. Interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of use, uh, doing Just it that Just to let way. him know. Yep. I, I don't. I like your answer much better than, than, than the other answer. Than, than prudences. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, a good. That's how I would management as a manager. Um. We, we we often talk about how remarkably stupid people are, mm-hmm. and, and this one mm-hmm. is going to take the cake. Firefighter charged lighting children's hands on fire. Oh. A Vermont firefighter is charged lighting his children's hands on fire in what he told police was an attempt to teach them poor decision making. Oh, oh my. Well, what that's the abuse. fuck is wrong with you? Was it a mistake? Or? 20-year-old Levi DeKimmy is facing three counts of reckless endangerment, three after police say he covered the hands of his children, age 5, 7, and 10, with hand sanitizer and ignited it. He's also accused of posting video of the event to social media. He pleaded not guilty, told police he was demonstrating the flammability of sanitizer and attempting to teach them about poor decision making. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's a ministry situation right there. Does the sanitizer get on fire? It's got alcohol in it, yeah. Oh, it's got alcohol yeah. in it. You know what you do? If you got to do this dumbass, pour well, it on... Just pour it on any, like, I don't know. Anything, anything. other than your children. Oh, um, Are they all right? Does it say? Yeah. Uh, police said <clears throat> the children were not injured, but could have been seriously burned. Yeah, because you can do that. It's just going to burn the alcohol. Once the alcohol burns off, then your hand's going to burn. But once the oh. alcohol is, if it's just the alcohol burning, then it's no big deal. It's not going to affect your skin. Maybe he has really stupid children and he kept, they kept touching the stove oh, or putting Christ. their hands in the fire. I That's don't know. Just, just come on. Come on, dude. <clears throat> stupid. This is, um, my sister was recently diagnosed with cancer. Sounds like it's pretty bad. She decided not to tell anyone about her illness because the doctors have told her there's nothing she can do about it. She doesn't want to worry her husband or her friends. I think this is crazy. Her husband's going to be devastated and angry if he doesn't find out before she dies. I also think he'll be angry with me for keeping my sister's secret. Do you think I should tell him? I know this is my sister's life, but I feel like I'm caught in a terrible situation. Yeah, no, you need to talk to your sister. It's up to her to tell him. First of all, your sister shouldn't told you. No, and you don't say things to people. I'm going to tell you this, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. No, well, no, that <clears throat> I don't mind that. I, we, no, I don't like that. But for this kind of stuff, don't tell me. And tell me to don't tell my husband. You can tell your husband and tell your husband, don't tell anybody else. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was when she said her husband was going to be devastated and angry, he, she's not going to care. She's going to be dead. 
That's not going to matter to her at all. Well, until she starts showing signs and she can't do her life anymore because it's killing her. And she'll still be alive and he's going to be devastated and angry and anxious and all that stuff. She's not just going to drop dead. Not, I've never gone through this, <clears throat> so I can't imagine what she's going through. But it's easy to imagine the reason why you would do this as the sister. Because I don't want people fawning over me. I don't want, I don't want to see the look in their eyes of death. Of I don't want them pitying me. So I can see why the sister didn't want to tell anybody. But that being the case, she shouldn't have told anybody. No. And I see my impression of it is, is that she's trying to protect everybody. Yes. And, you know, <clears throat> when my mother had cancer, she would say, I am not dying with cancer. I am living with cancer. Mm, no. And we all had to suck it up. We all had to go through the, the, the torture of it, the anger, all of it. And that is just life. Suck it up. Yep. And you can't protect people from this. So she's not, you know, you're, you're describing it as she's trying to protect herself from pity and being treated differently. Yes. She's also trying to protect her husband and her children yep. and everyone. And there is no point. You can't. They have to go through it with her. So I would say to my sister, you cannot protect them from this. And I am not going to keep my mouth closed and try and think that everything's okay when it's not. The other aspect of this for us is that we as, especially Westerners, North America, Europeans, have such a fear and revulsion of death. Yes. That we're trying to protect everyone, including ourselves, from death. Yes. When it's one of the most natural things in the world, it's going to happen to all of us. It's going to happen, death and taxes. So this is your opportunity to sit down with your husband and your children mm -hmm. and talk about death. Mm -hmm. here, here, here are my wishes. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want. Um, it's kind of a unique opportunity to it be able really to is. have that discussion. As harsh as it sounds, as it is. As painful as it's going to be. Yes. Um, it, it, it might not be easier. It might be easier. You, you don't know until you do it. But you're depriving those people of that opportunity to know about death. Yes. In a very personal kind of way. Yes. So yeah, I think she should she should never have told her sister. She should definitely tell her husband and, and her children. Now, she's not going to tell Facebook or anything else. You don't like have that, to but, tell the world, but yeah. you have to tell you're obligated to tell the people that love you the most. Yep. That's right. My twelve year old son and I found a cell phone in the backseat of a taxi. I called someone on the owner's contact list who called him, who then called me. We met at a convenient corner, I gave him the phone. He was very appreciative and wanted to give us 40 bucks to express his thanks. My son started to take it. I said, thank you, but no, thank you. We don't need, we didn't do this for a reward. Trying to explain integrity to my son, however, <laughs> has been very difficult. <laughs> he doesn't see why we didn't take the money. <laughs> He's like you. <laughs> you would have taken he, the even money. Even so, my friends should have said I should have taken the reward. What do you think? Nah. I'd feel a bit funny taking 40 bucks from the guy, I have to admit. I'd say, you know what, give give my kid 20 just, just you know, to teach him that it's a it's nice to do a gesture of let's tracking someone down if they've lost something. Yeah, but if it's nice to do a gesture, you don't need the money for it. You don't. If that's the logic you're going to use, I would disagree with you saying give, give him 20 bucks. Okay, yeah. Um, I like the fact that he's saying to his kids – this is why I'm not doing I wonder how old his son is. Well, that was going to be my question. How old is he? Because yeah. he, you know, money at a certain age is this intriguing, amazing thing. 
Well, for me, the reason why I say that is because if if let's let's use your sons as an example, if it, if it had been me and Damon, your twenty year old, mm-hmm. I would take the money. And say, let's go get a beer. <laughs> right. We're gonna blow this money. Okay, that's 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 four beer, five yeah. bucks a beer. Yeah, we're gonna go have four beer. This mm-hmm. is free money. We're yeah. gonna go blow it. Okay. He knows about integrity. He's either at this point in his life got integrity or he or doesn't. Not. If it's Rory. At twelve years old, I might have done this. I might have said, "No, we we're, we're not doing it for the reward," and and and, and I don't think Rory would have. But if Rory had said, well, "No, let's take the money," I was, no. no, we're not. We didn't do it for the money. He wouldn't. We did it. No, he absolutely wouldn't. Yeah, we didn't do it for the money. We did it for the good deed. Or you say, "Is it me, me and you? Like forty? You fucker? That all? That's all your phone for? <laughs> you we asshole. could put it towards our our tr- travel fund. No, I think we'd blow it. Well, see, I would say to Rory, okay. Uh, you know, I would say thank you so much, and we will take some of this money and we'll we'll give it to I don't know the Happy Cat Haven or yeah. somewhere that really need or or the Wildlife Rescue place. Donate it. Yeah, some of it. Some of it, not all of it. I mean, you don't. Not How everybody much? does this. Some people take cell phones and go, "Oh, how can I unlock this thing?" And I, well, I, you know, and they want to keep the cell phone. I found one cell phone. Never gave them a the thought. Just I turned and lost and found and just. <laughs> Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It brings up the the old the old uh, wallet question. If you find a wallet on the ground, yes. Do you try to contact the owner of the wallet? Of course, absolutely. For me, it depends on the money. <laughs> you know what a pain in the ass it is to replace every cancel everything, yeah. replace everything. Just awful. I would absolutely for a wallet, I would absolutely contact the person, their driver's license in there, whatever. Absolutely. I would I would take the money, put it in my pocket, and then but nowadays people don't have very much money in the wallet they anyway. They don't who carries cash. Yeah, I right? might get ten bucks out of this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the ten bucks is, is is the price he has to pay for being stupid and losing his wallet. And you say I found and, your wallet, but there wasn't any money. No, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I found it in the exact spot you lost it, but there was no money in it. That's so weird. Oh, no, I couldn't do that either. I couldn't. What about, we've heard this a thousand times, this story a thousand times. Someone's found a bag of money, $10,000. Yeah. There's nothing, no identification in the bag whatsoever. Right. You have no, there's no outside identification. doesn't come from a bank. Nothing. Just a bag mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, my God, I keep it. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> Now, what you're supposed to do is take it to the police department. No freaking way. (laughs) No, it's mine. (laughs) And I would not. See, now I completely expect (laughs) you to say the opposite. No, no, no. Really? No. No. Wow. No. I didn't didn't realize you. If you're dumb enough (laughs) (laughs) to lose your bag of a big wad of tens of thousands of dollars. No, I might live in a bit of fear for a while. I'd probably wake up in a sweat thinking. <gasps> there was a homeless guy in Vancouver who this happened to. He found a bag of $10,000. Someone was Shit. had gone to the bank. For, it was a deposit for his house. Shit. And he left on top of his fucking car. Oh, are you kidding Shit me? Shit you not. Homeless guy finds it, turns it into the police. No. This is the dumbest homeless guy in the I'm world. I'm sorry, but no, I wouldn't. I'm There's sorry. There's no chance. No. no, I'm sorry, folks. I don't care what you think no. of me when I say this, and you're thinking the same thing about my beautiful wife. No fucking way. I'm sorry if you're going to lose that. If there's then... no identification in it, no, I'm not taking it to the police. No way, no how. 
No, it's mine. It is funny that you say that because I thought I would have, I would have bet money that you would have taken it to the no, police. No, we take it to the police, Sean. Sean. <laughs> no. Because what you do, you take it to the police, and then if no one claims after 90 days, you get it. And well, how do the police advertise the fact that a bag of $10,000 was found? They don't. They don't, it's not the police job to advertise this stuff. The police hold on to it. No. If someone comes in the police station and goes, oh, my God, I've lost this. The police say, can you identify the bag? Can you de- identify the, de- the denominations? If you can prove that it's yours, the police will contact both you and will contact the person who found it and and then uh, give, it, give it back to the police. I would take it with no conscience. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> Zero, zip, nada. I probably wouldn't spend it for a while, you know, because I'd think maybe, what if it was traceable or something? Can they trace these things? Yes, they can. Ooh. What do you mean? Like, Well, if it depends on the bank, it depends on the, on the amount, it depends on, on the denom- denominations. And? So they trace it? They can't, they can't, in theory, trace some, some of it, yeah. Ah. Uh, hmm. But even if they even if they can trace it, yeah. Even if they know for a fact that Sean King took this money, uh-huh. what are you going to do? You lost it, dummy. Yeah, I found it. And and would the bank be obligated to tell those but that person all your money just now got spent by Sean King? Like they, and it's cash. How are they going to know who you are that spent it? There's a question. Do you, by law, have to report that you found this money? No. If you don't buy law, then it is literally finders keepers. Uh, isn't that a, an actual kind of a... And that being the case, even if it was traceable money, the bank, say you got the 10000 bucks in, in $1,000 bills. Yeah. And we went and we put a deposit on a house or a car yeah. on it. That money then gets deposit in the bank and, and because of $1,000 bills, the, the, the numbers get reported. Oh. And the bank says, yes, this person, Sean King, used those bills to buy this car. Here's his information. That's public information. Or at least the police would get the information from the car dealership. And then either the police or the guy's lawyer comes to us and said, you, you spent my client's money. I'm going to say, your client's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but by law, how would they, any car dealership have a right to report that to the police? Not and a the right. Police to... they, they, they might have an obligation to report to the police. Oh. Okay. Well, because, I... for example, if you do a bank deposit of $10,000 or more, the bank, by law, must report that deposit. That's why people who are criminals deposit money at $9,999. Oh. But a $10,000 deposit automatically triggers a report to the government. Well, I'd be nervous for quite a while. Like, I'd be a little, I'd probably, you know, I don't know, I'd be kind of nervous. I, I, that would bother me. You know what I would do about that? Could I, I go overseas I somewhere? And I know I wouldn't be nervous. I'd spend it as fast as I could. Okay. Hmm. Interesting question. Folks, uh, what do you think? What would you do if you found $10,000 untraceable? Would you turn it in? Would but you're you... saying it's, uh, oh, you mean untraceable in terms of who it belongs to? Yeah, who it belongs okay. to. You can't uh, yeah. find out who it belongs to. Would you turn it into the police? Would you take it yourself? Hmm. Send us emails to dltu at yml.me. That's our time for today. We're going off on a little adventure this afternoon, aren't we? We are. If yes, you get a chance, we are. If you get a chance, do a search for Skookum Chuck Narrows. Skookum Chuck Narrows. Skook, S-K-O-O-K. I don't know. Skook, S-K-O-O-K-U-M, 
C H U K O C K S K O O K U M C H U C K. There we Skookum go. Skookum Chuck Narrows. It's very pretty. It's going to be beautiful, sweetheart. And you go through old growth temperate rainforest. Yeah, for four fucking kilometers. Oh, my gosh. One way. Mr. King, you'll be all right. I don't think I will be, but we'll find out. He won't be. I won't be. I won't be able to walk tomorrow. (laughs) And there's no elevation gain. It's flat. Anyway, that's what we're off to. So uh, until next week, as always, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. Happy Mother's Day, mamas. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. See ya. See ya, bye.